BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. How's it going and welcome to the Como Sports End Zone. I'm Nico Tamarian alongside Najee Moye. And Naj, we got the uh, unique short week. And so there isn't, you know, one podcast to break down what we saw against Carolina, another podcast to take a look at what's ahead against San Francisco. It's kind of all eyes on the Niners now and understanding that what we saw against Carolina has to be fixed. And it's the most obvious of things. This is one of those things that the most casual of football fans can look at that and tell you, okay, they can't run and they can't stop the run. Like I always remember the old Buffalo Bills coach, Marv Levy, being like, to win, you have to run and stop to run. And that's certainly a Pete Carroll philosophy as well. And they couldn't do either against Carolina, and you saw what happened. 233 yards on the ground the Hawks gave up to the Carolina Panthers. And that, I mean, and they're facing a, one, a divisional matchup, a must-win game against the 49ers that come to Lumen Field on, on Thursday night. Thank goodness, first of all. Um and even in the last matchup against the Niners, the beginning of the, uh, the beginning of the year, I mean, the 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 Seahawks couldn't even get anything going on the run with the have that was with a heavy, uh, healthy Kenneth Walker at the same time. Yeah, and Rashad Penny. And Rashad Penny. So I mean, it, I P. Carroll will fix things. He needs to fix things. But I mean, but this is the the short week could not come in a worse time. I mean, you're getting a team that's on a complete hot streak with. Mr. Irrelevant himself, Brock Purdy, number 13, lucky number 13 under the center. I just I, – this is a litmus test for the Hawks to get back on track. A little bit of a down week, a lot bit of a down week, let's face it, against the Panthers. No one kind of saw that sort of competitive game coming. But no one also sees us giving up 200 yards on the ground. 30 yards of those, of that was to Sam Darnold, by the way. Which is crazy. Which is which is completely crazy. And that's spread across a bunch of different running backs and a bunch of different quarterbacks. The Panthers threw everything. And they also they could not – get off the field talking about the Seahawks defense they're definitely need to get off the field this week because we're seeing CMC Christian McCaffrey I mean we're seeing a different 49ers team but also even better 49ers team that they saw earlier in the year yeah and, and, and that's just it too when you look at this from a standpoint that if the Niners win they clinch the NFC West and there's always motivation when you're in these conference matchups there's always you know it's the Niners and the Hawks the rivalry dates back you know Richard Sherman Calling Michael Crabtree a sorry receiver back when they clinched the Super Bowl. Glory spot. days. Yeah, man, and and I think that, you know, in fact, DK Metcalf was asked about that on Tuesday and, and just said, you, you know, he's not really thinking about that. I mean, it's a divisional game. That's all you need to know. Uh, he also said that hey, they're taking it one game at a time. When I asked him how this team is approaching those last four matchups, but Geno Smith, to his credit, said, hey, this is a four-game season. You know, they got to win. They know they have to win, and they know that they control their own destiny. That's a term used a couple times, control our own destiny, from the standpoint that if the Seahawks win, everything else would fall into place. Maybe not for the division, but at least a playoff spot. Yeah, definitely a playoff spot. The nice thing about the, the position that the Seahawks are in is that they hold a tiebreaker over the New York Giants. Right. If they ever Now, the, the thing with that is, you know, because that Giants tied with the Commanders late, a couple of weeks ago, it does muddy things a bit in the bottom of that NFC playoff picture, but I, I think right now the Seahawks are out of the playoffs. Right, right by, now, by just a half game. By yeah. just a half game, yeah, exactly. But and the the best thing, another good thing that's in the favor of the Seahawks, the Giants split the Commanders again on Sunday. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting, but also the Giants don't look good at all. 
Right. I'm saying this as a Giants <laughs> fan. And the thing is, the Commanders have a really really tough schedule going forward. They even play the 49ers later on this year, too. So I, I think the 49ers could also hurt and help the, the Seahawks by that same logic, you know. So I, I just think they do control their own destiny. They can even – I mean – who knows? They could even end up winning the whole division at this point. Things go south for the Niners and go north, I guess, for the for the Seahawks. Right, right, right. You know, but but they just know what they have to do, you know, and they know how to beat this team, even though they haven't done it all year, honestly. But and the nice thing is, I mean, one less thing to deal with. You know, Debo Samuel won't be playing in this game either. Yeah, and that's an intriguing one too because. You know, listen, you're down to your third-string quarterback, Brock Purdy, but honestly, he looks really good. He's looking pretty good, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like that. Well played. Yeah. Uh, Debo Samuel, without him, that's going to be an issue. Yeah. But, you know, the Hawks, <laughs> we saw that run game without I – mean, Rashad Penny's been out for two months now, but we saw it without Kenneth Walker and DJ Dallas, and it was not pretty. It was not good. And, you know, Kenneth Walker, you know, we'll see what happens. But I, I'd be a little surprised if, if – Things just automatically, regardless of whether or not he's a full go, regardless of whether or not he goes at all. I, I don't see it being snap your fingers and we're all of a sudden looking at the you know the canine that got like you know 160 yeah. yards and stuff like that. Yeah, we're also it takes time. It's yeah. an ankle. Yeah. Oh no. I mean, you don't want to rush one of those back, especially for a rookie running back. Right. You have to run. You have to ride this guy for the next couple of years at least. You know. And I mean. And the down another downside is the nine the Hawks are playing against or will be playing against one of the best defenses in the league. I mean, when I think about the Niners, I think about defense of running the ball first, you know. And then especially in that first matchup, the Niners didn't have Christian McCaffrey at the time. Yeah. He's an X factor. <laughs> he's basically a, a little ma- bit. He's a created Madden character. And I know, you know, this game is at Luma Field and so and this will be Brock Purdy's first, I mean, scariest home field advantage that he'll the home field that he'll have to play in so far, really. I mean the twelves are going to scream his head off you know and he is fighting the rib injury you know because he got hurt in, in the game last week you know and they do have josh johnson as a backup but i just maybe the moment will be too big for him i mean lumenfield can get in the heads of opposing quarterbacks sure too. sure yeah, definitely especially on thursday night the hawks are wearing green and blue which is my favorite combo by you the like way. that combo yeah like listen to all action green is a little much but I think there's perks to it, and I think when you have an action green jersey with the navy helmet and pants, it makes it just enough action green to have its intended pop effect. It definitely has a pop effect. I I, I go back and forth on this all the time. I like the action green, the all action green pants and and jersey. But I think this is a classy look. This is a it's a little bit of a uh, more suave look for the Hawks. That's yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But and but they'll definitely need some suave playing, especially on defense to, to lock up Christian McCaffrey. George Kittle, and I don't want to say lock up Brock Purdy, but I mean, kind of, <laughs> yeah. they kind of have to, right? Right. And I think that this is this is the game where okay, we we can call it everything we want to. Is it by definition must win? Of course not, because you know you're basically a half game out of the playoffs with four four left or whatever it might be. So again, by definition, it is not must win. But you look at everything; it's you know it is certainly must win for the division. Yeah, And it might even, you know, as far as psyche and, and mindset is concerned, this is the game where Pete Carroll is going to really show, in my opinion, his coaching prowess. Is, you know, I, this seems like the one of those games that you, you got to figure it out, and it's not going to be easy against a team that's won all the games in a row like the Niners have. And I just – here's the deal. I look at that Carolina game. Okay, yeah, sure, you can look at it in the abstract and say they couldn't stop the run and they couldn't run the ball at all. But there were a lot of other things out there. Um, you know, Geno Smith makes that early and, and rare mistake on the interception. Can't do that. Then there's that kind of fluke play where Geno throws a pick, but 
the Panthers, like, eight guys were offside, so Gino thought he had a free play. Wrong. And that stops a drive. Right. Right? And so there was a lot of little things there that, you know, it's not like reinventing the wheel here to fix. And, you know, the other issues we talked about with the run game, both sides of the ball, I think that's dependent on the health of players. Shelby Harris, is he going to be back? And all that sort of thing. And if you get those guys back, I mean, you're talking about a Hawks team that's going to have that primetime atmosphere Thursday night. Must win on the divisional front anyway, and a chance to really start this home stretch the way you need to if you're a playoff football team. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, the Hawks are inviting a lot of teams to Lumen Field over the next month, you know. But then, and you say this game is not a must win when it comes to playoffs, but I mean, I think a lot of twelves would say it, it is, you know, right. only because you look at look beyond this this Thursday and see you got ten days until they play the you know until they play the Chiefs, which is never fun. Exactly, never fun. And then the Jets, who are also fighting for a playoff spot yeah. too in the AFC, and then they, they finish up with the last game. You've been talking about this game for weeks, talking about the last game against the Rams. We saw the Rams game went for the Hawks a couple of weeks ago it wasn't an easy it yeah. wasn't an easy and, out either. exactly and it wasn't easy with John Wolford and without the, all those receivers and that's what's scary to me and yeah. I was talking to my friend what well, shout out to my my near and dear close friend Anish Shroff he's the voice of the Panthers we we're talking pregame Sunday and I'm like I'm not sold on what I saw with the Hawks beating the Rams like yeah it was a really nice win and what I took away from it was that okay Gino can lead a last minute drive yep and but Everything you just said, like it wasn't, and, and I piggybacked off of like it wasn't some, even with all those injuries, some really defining and convincing win for the Hawks. Like they barely won, right? Which a win is a win. I don't care how many points you win by, but you know you would have you would have liked to have seen a little bit more aggressiveness and a team asserting itself a little bit more in you know that dynamic. And so when you look at this road going forward, I hope not. I'm gonna rely on the, the uh, Pete Carroll experience and say, I don't think it'll go this way. But suddenly, it is conceivable that you go into that Rams game with the playoffs all but off the table. If you lose this one, which you are a three-and-a-half-point underdog, if you lose to the Chiefs, which you will certainly be an underdog at Arrowhead in December, and if you lose to the Jets, which that'll probably be a toss-up kind of game, but they're playing good football, you'll go into that with a 7-9 and nine record in the last week and essentially playing for 8-9 and nine and 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 that's that. This is a far cry from the Hawks team we were talking about just like three weeks ago. And it's crazy, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's crazy. I mean, I said it said it once, and I'll say it again. Any anything is possible on any given Sunday in the NFL. I didn't see the Carolina Panthers, and I you can't name a, a running back on the Carolina Panthers squad. I mean, now now, now we can, yeah. Now we can. I was gonna be like, well, Deontay Foreman. Yeah, well, obviously now we can. Unfortunately, Actually, I have some. Uh, ch- uh, Chuba Hubbard rookie cards. I knew Chuba. You, you do have the Chuba Hubbard rookie cards. Well, I mean, now we're playing. Now we're playing against the 49ers, who are just like one of the. I mean, they're known for running the ball. Even Brock Purdy's known for running the ball now. I mean, he's yeah. got he's got some got some razzle dazzle, and this is not a Hawks team. I was talking about a couple weeks ago that are that are blowing people out anymore. I mean, are they even winning games? I mean, lost to the you know the the Panthers, beat the Rams by four, lost to the Raiders by six. You know, even the the Buccaneers game was tight. I mean, they did beat the Pan or the. Um, the Cardinals by ten points. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, this offense doesn't quite look the same as it did before. And I mean, and you talked about the injuries, and we talked about the running backs. I mean, I think Sony needs to step up. Right, and that and that who that is, and you know, Pete Carroll even said it. Pete Carroll said some really, to me, eye opening things Monday. Not that they were like way out of character or something like that, but it was just the can. Pete's always a candid guy, right? But it was just how candid they were, where he was saying like, "Listen, like, yeah, we know what we got to fix, but like." 
we're trying. Yeah. And he's like, you know, we got to get back to what we were doing before. Other teams have adjusted. We've adjusted too. It just hasn't worked. And that's what he said. He was like, we have to find whatever we were doing that worked out in that four-game winning streak and get back to that. And it's no easy task. Especially in like five days. I mean, the Thursday, the Thursday games, I mean, they just add a whole – and yes, this is at home – and you've seen this team before, kind of, because like I said, this offense looks different now. For the, I mean, this is not Jimmy Garoppolo behind this quarterback. This is Mister Relevant. He's different. I wonder. Know? I mean, how maybe, much different Purdy will be now that there's some film out there? Like you sh- yeah. that isn't that isn't Iowa State college film? No, this is professional football. Yeah, I wonder <laughs> if just that game and he played well, game in like a quarter or whatever it was when Jimmy G went out the week before. Mm. Now that the Hawks have like a full game to watch of his, what Pete Carroll and Clint Hurd are going to dial up. Now, will it? I mean, here's the thing, and they and they said this like Geno Smith actually said it that they didn't hold anything back. Like they they wasn't like okay, we've got this rookie seventh rounder, Mister Irrelevant, in there. We're just gonna hand the ball off to McCaffrey and and Jeff Wilson and whomever because you could do that. Like it's understandable. And that's probably the blueprint of a lot of teams. That's what I would do. They did everything. Yeah. I mean, he was tossing the rock around, and he looked pretty damn good doing it. Yeah, I mean this this Niners team is used to having different guys at, at quarterback. I think that may be a big, a big plus for them. I mean they want to walk in to start the season with Trey Lance. They were committed to Trey Lance. Unfortunately, he got hurt very early. Jimmy Garoppolo looked great with that offense. But then again, I mean you have so many stars in that offense. It's like how how can how can anyone not be great? Yeah, you know. And then Brock Purdy's and he's kind of just like fit in and he can run the ball pretty well too. I mean, but like I said, he is dealing with a little bit of a rib injury. He will play. You know, he's supposed to play. But I mean. Is that something that the Hawks exploit? I mean, keeping him in the pocket maybe would be a, a great thing to do, I would say. Yeah, you know, Eugenio Nuoso was like, he looked really, really comfortable in that pocket. Yeah. And and but how do you change that? And I think that's the, what you're saying. Stress. You have to. You have to. <laughs> yeah. And I think Chenna is the guy to do it. Yeah. But I, I think so too. But I mean, keep him in the pocket. Or keep him in the pocket and stress him out while he's in the pocket. You know, what I mean, but you got the best, the best quarterback, rookie quarterback duo in the league on for Seattle. I mean, honestly, I think there'll be pressure on McPur- on Purdy. Yeah, very yeah. quickly. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's just it. So there's your breakdown. Um, we we've talked about how this is it in a lot of ways. Um, it sets the tone. If you split these next two games. You go into those last two games, which are certainly, I mean, all four of them are attainable, but if you even split these two games, you go into things, okay, listen, we're 8-7, we're and 10-7 and seven almost assures us a bit, 9-8 and eight's probably, probably enough. You're, you're, you're like, everything's still right there in front of the team, but if you lose both games, and it was the point I made a minute ago, if you lost the next three, like to the Jets, but it completely changes the complexion of this thing. And we're not just talking about record on paper. We're talking about those little things that nobody will ever admit. But because we're all humans, they're inevitably sneaking into the back of somebody on the team's mind. Right. And we talk about this short turnaround. Honestly, sometimes short turnarounds like this, Sunday to Thursday, could be the best thing for a team. Yeah. It don't. It doesn't. It forces you not to dwell on things that happened on Sunday or, or the last time you played, and just kind of had. Okay, you got to put the nose to the grind and then just kind of figure it out and just kind of do it. You know, it does help that the Hawks have seen this team before. But that being said, the Hawks did lose twenty-seven to seven to this team very early in the season. Yeah, it was early, but but you know what? Both teams have gotten better. Like it's not yeah. like the Niners have plateaued. 
somehow they've gotten even better with Jimmy G and, and looking pretty damn good with Brock Purdy. Right. Right? Right, yeah. But, you know, this this Niners team has also lost to, you know, the Denver Broncos <laughs> this which year. Which is so strange. Which, which is strange, you know, but like I said before, anything is possible in the league, you know. Yeah. I, I And, you know, we talked about the Hawks jerseys. The Niners are wearing the special all-white jerseys. I can get behind yeah, that. Yeah, with the red lettering. Yeah, no, you that's, know, yeah especially helmet, against you know? the Seahawks look. I think that'll be cool. I think it'll be a cool juxtaposition. Yeah juxtaposition it's a tough one though god words are hard today yeah i didn't have a good sportscast you had a great sports you know i i I misspoke a couple times like in and this is what geno smith has to i'm translating into football the short you can't let one mistake turn into several the short memory is yeah you gotta have a short memory as a sports anchor or as a quarterback for anyone really amnesia is not so bad yeah no (laughs) i i had a little like it wasn't a bad flub or anything i just misspoke a word and our beloved anchor eric johnson was even like so uh that was I'm not even going to – it was like – I shouldn't make fun of it because it wasn't bad, but I accidentally – what I was supposed to – I was reading a tweet, and it was supposed to say, rest in peace. I just screwed it up again. Rest in peace, Coach Leach. It was for Mike Leach's unfortunate and tragic passing. Right. And I said – I was reading a little too quickly, and I said, rest in peach. Well, that but, is unfortunate. Yeah, but I was like – I quick – you know, I was like right on top of it, like, rather rest in peace, Coach Leach. But it was it was definitely like – what would you? What would Mike Leach? He'd probably laugh. I mean, I'm thinking about all the jokes he would. Yeah, make he would. That. Like yeah. that's the thing. Like you can't dwell on it because Coach Leach would would have again rest his soul been like. Yeah. Oh, I could go for some peach cobbler. Exactly. Like he would that. take like, something. Yeah. He would bring a peach to you the next time he saw you. Yeah. Honestly. But uh, no, it's yeah. One of those. Once in a while, those things are gonna happen to you. Oh yeah. But um, I just think that uh, I'm hoping the Hawks have a short memory. Yeah, and and that's then that's the point I'm trying to make here in a weird in a weird convoluted connected way. That, uh, you know, listen, those are the kinds of things that, you know, you make a mistake, you move on, you laugh at it. Right. Uh, maybe you don't laugh at it if you're the NFL and millions are on the line. Right. But Certainly I th- not. But but I think that you got to move on. And I and I think they have. In what I've heard out of EMAC this week, they've, they've understood what they did wrong against the Panthers. It was kind of and – they, and they're looking at it kind of like a freak thing. They dug themselves a 17 nothing hole, still almost made it out of it, just kind of ran out of juice at the end. It's true. It's true. And if you get into that kind of panic mode, it's going to show up against the Niners. No question about it. Yeah. No, they're, they're, the Niners, I mean, we talk, we sing Pete Carroll's greatest a lot. Kyle Shanahan is a great coach. And this is a professional, this is a high quality. This may be, I mean, I've seen a lot of people say that the Niners are one of the best teams in the NFL. Not even in NFC. Ignore the Vikings, ignore the Eagles. It might be the Niners, honestly. Could be. It could be. It could be. Um, I think the Hawks will play better this week, especially on defense, um, because the one they have to. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, they really do. I mean, when you have to do something, you generally end up doing it. And they can't look. I mean, I was talking about the Giants before, and I was talking about the Commanders. You know, we're talking about the rest of the NFC playoff picture, and we had the luxury of looking around at the standings. They got to focus on the Niners. That being said, I'm going to look at the standings one more time because I'm looking at the schedule for the other teams that are in the hunt. You know, Commanders had that tie with the Giants. That you know the thing. Throws everything off just a little bit. The Giants play the Commanders again this Sunday. Commanders play the Niners, the Browns, and the Cowboys after that. They could lose the rest of those games. Sure, yeah. They could very, very well could lose the rest of those games. But then again, the Giants could also lose the rest of their games too. This is a must win for the Hawks, and I think they treat it as such. You know, a divisional game. You want to win. You want to at least, win, at least split your divisional games. But, I mean, it's not a must win. They would like to win. This is the game of the year I've been talking about all week. You know, even before, you know, the unfortunate result of last week's game. 
And I'm sure they weren't looking forward to the, the Niners game, especially coming after a loss. But, I mean, this could be a great game for for the Hawks to punch themselves in the stomach and just focus up and just like, hey. Yeah. We are in our own ways at this point. You know, we're only – we're in our own way at this point. Yeah. Just I, because you Because – and you, that's a perfect point, man, because it's – again, we, we talked about it a little bit. Like, it's not like the Panthers came out here with some guru of a game plan. They just – the Hawks can't stop the run. Yeah, I mean, and if you figure it out, you're good. Yeah, the, the they Panthers. won those four games in a row. They've looked fantastic. We put on ComoNews.com the other day. You know, in all four of these losses, well, not sure, I shouldn't say all the four of these losses. They've lost three or four, but these last four games, including that Rams win, the least amount of rushing yards given up in a game was like 170 range, I think. Okay, that was to the Rams. The Bucks got like 176, and as we as we all know, well documented, the Raiders and Panthers. We're like well over two hundred, yeah. So, uh, like closer to three hundred in the case of the Raiders, yeah. So, you know what it is, fix it, and it's not like yeah, of course it's fix it, but like that's kind of what's on the table for this team. They have to do it, and it, like to your point, it's not again, it's not some like crazy unfixable thing. Yeah, it's not like you've got a terrible quarterback or something like that. Of course you don't. No, right? You've got the pieces there. Uh, you just have to go out there and do it. You mentioned that this is kind of like Pete Carroll's vibe. This is his brand, you know, running the ball. If anyone can stop a team from running or can figure out how to keep their team from stopping a team from running, I think it's definitely Pete Carroll. Because yeah. this is this is the type of – we talked about Russ Cook. You know, we have Pete Carroll want to run the ball so much. Even Russell Wilson was here, you know. You have to know how to stop it at the same time, yeah. which he can definitely do. We've seen that, you know. So I think he'll rally the troops, especially the defense, and just kind of get it going. But, you know, Christian McCaffrey, I mean, he's an X-Factor. He's yeah. a walking X-Factor, you know. And it's funny because when you look at a lot of the draft projections out there, uh, not knowing exactly where the position will be, everybody, you know, and, and who knows how right they are because how many people had, like, eight quarterbacks going in the first round last year? Sure. And Kenny Pickett was the only one before, like, the third or fourth round, right? Right, right. But – so take it what it's worth, but everybody looks at the Hawks taking a linebacker or a defensive tackle for that very reason that that is because of how great of a draft you had, that's suddenly a glaring need as opposed to offensive line, which was beforehand or like last year, right. or the defensive secondary at corner, which has been great with Tariq Woolen, who's been a revelation there. You know, so by the way, I saw a cool jersey at Sunday's game, this fan. It just said like Reek on the back and it was number 27. I love that. But it was like... Four R's, like ten eyes, and a few Q's. Like, Reek! <laughs> Wait, you threw me off with the Q for a second, and then I had to come back. I was like, okay, okay, because you just reminded me of Game of Thrones, just, just, <laughs> just then casually. I was like, nice, really interesting. Okay, but no, I love that. I love that jersey, and honestly, I'd love to see it in green on Thursday. If anyone, if you got yeah. it in green on Thursday, maybe. You know, I had a trippy moment. I was yeah. playing a uh, video game, Last of Us Two. Okay, and. Lumen Field is in the game because it's based in Seattle. Yeah. So is Como. I know I've told you that before. You told me that, yeah. And, like, it's We're literally, with literally, like, you can see the sports balcony at Como and things like that. But, no, like, they they just call it, like, Soundview Stadium or something like That's that. That's cute. But it's got the same, like, open hawk's nest area where you can see Smith Tower and all that stuff. Okay. Like, it threw me off because I'm like, wait, where's my press box? <laughs> wait, where's this? Okay. You might be in the actual game, look hard enough. I mean, That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, even, it's well, called The Last of Us, actually, well, so maybe not. They're turning it into the uh, a TV show on HBO. Oh, really? And the first season, which I think is the first game, comes out in January. And I'm wondering... Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If season two, like they'll film in Seattle and maybe even Como. I was, I mean, I'm, I'm wanting to get onto the show at this point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a zombie show, right? Kind of? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I could be a zombie. It's got a really cool plot. I feel like one right now, but I I could be a zombie, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, that was my sidetrack. I like the sidetrack sometimes. Yeah. Um, all right. What do you think now? We've broken this one down at length. Um, we're, we're, we're good on the jerseys, right? We like the uniform combo. We're good on the uniform combo on both sides of the ball. We like the Thursday night. I, I, these Thursday night games are growing on me. It's only taken well, like – the first few weeks you had dogs of games with Russell Wilson, and the people yeah. were like, whoa, what the heck, you know? I, you know, even the first couple years of Thursday night games, I was just like, really? Thursday night football? We're not even – but, you know – Because it used to be just a college thing. It used to be just a college thing, yeah. yeah. But it start, I, I'm starting to look forward to Thursdays. Yeah, now. oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, now, what, you were talking about scores. Is that what yeah, you're talking, you're talking? Uh, Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go. I'm nervous. I hate to say it. 49ers 21, Seahawks 23. Wow. 31. Wait, what did I say 41? You said 21. I meant to say 31. Okay. 31 23. Who's uh, winning? Niners. Okay. I'm so sorry you had to clarify that. I, well, <laughs> no, no, it's okay. It's okay because I I walked, I remember I walked into the sports office probably like about 30 minutes ago and I was like, ties are possible, right? Because <laughs> as a Giants fan, I, I'm now remembering, oh, you can actually tie a team. Right. Um, how would a tie work, you know, for this this Seahawks Niners matchup? Well, I mean, a tie I think would seem like a big loss to the Niners, but no one likes a tie. It's not yeah. like soccer on anyway. Um, I think the game will be a lot closer than that. I think it'll be a twenty-one twenty game. I think the Hawks will find a way to squeak it out. It won't be nice. I like it. It won't be nice and it won't be pretty and no one's gonna like it. Except Hawks fans, because beating the Niners is pretty. I mean, they're the biggest rival after all. You know? Oh yeah, and yeah. there'll be a bunch of Niners fans There's at Lumen Field, just like trying to just trying to trying to, trying to dilute the twelves, maybe <laughs> making the one point twos. No, won't won't happen. Won't happen. But I do think there'll be a level of familiarity. You know, and I think that does help. I mean, especially the not Hawks are not losing to the Niners twice in the year. I just can't see that happening. They swept them last year when they went to the title game, NFC title game. Well, you know, I just, I just don't, I just can't imagine with this team how how high of a high that they were on just weeks ago. I mean, a lot. What a difference a couple of weeks can make. Obviously, yeah, as a yeah. Giants fan, I can tell you, we started out six and one, and now we're seven five and one. <laughs> well, sure, yeah. So anything is possible. I do think the Hawks will win by one. I think Brock Purdy's going to get sacked a couple times. I am unique. Again, we talked about that. I'm really intrigued by seeing, after a full game of film, how the Hawks really try to make him uncomfortable. And you've got a defensive coach that can do that oh, like, yeah. with the best of them. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I, I, I'm imagining a couple interceptions. There you go. I like that. Yeah, I'm, I mean, and it won't be it won't be pretty for Brock. But th- th- that being said, it's not going to be pretty for Geno either. I'm seeing that because I have a lot of respect for the, the Niners' defense at the yeah. same time. Um I'm hoping for a Hawks win. I just want to see, above all else, when we do these predictions, we always want to see a good game first. Sure. I mean, an instant classic on a Thursday night. We saw one last week. 
Yeah. But the Baker Mayfield comeback. That was incredible. That was incredible. That was absolutely incredible. And I think the that streak will continue. So, yes, Hawks by one, 21 to 20. I hope you're right. In the must win of the season. I hope season. you're right and I hope I'm wrong. You know, I'm I'm not right often. <laughs> right, right, right. But no, we, you know what? And I actually um, on our website, comonews.com slash sports free plug, I did a little kind of pregame primer for the Panthers game, and I said Hawks would win twenty seven twenty four. Right. So I was in the I was in the ballpark. Yeah. And I hope I'm not in the ballpark this time. That, well, that, well, we talked about being wrong before. I know if you've been listening to us uh, loyally for the past couple of weeks. First of all, thank you. Yes, very much. Much so. appreciated. Um, I had predicted the Hawks would trounce the Raiders two weeks ago, and I predicted that the Hawks would beat the, you know, beat the Panthers also, and neither of those things happened, unfortunately. Okay, we didn't. But you know what, though, short memories. Credit to you. First of all, yeah, short memories. But credit to you on that because that was coming out of that four-game win streak. Yeah, and they lost that one to the Bucks, where there were problems, but the field was crappy. Germany. Things are different. There's all sorts of things going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I do, but I think we'll see a good game, and I think you know it's cold weather. December football. I said this last week too. Um, I've been saying this all week, actually. You know, just yeah, like yeah. I think it always favors the home team, despite no matter how many games the Niners have won in a row. Right. I don't care. Hawks win. Yeah. I'm not gonna make a bird sound. I thought about it though. <laughs> you saw the look of my face. I was like, no, Caw, Caw. no, can't do it, can't do it, can't do it. I, I like I like the Seahawk in the field. I got to pet it before. I forget its name. It has so it's okay. I've seen it's an osprey. Yeah. Officially, right. I gosh, I forget. I follow him on Twitter. <laughs> I think it's an osprey. But you know what? The it's last terrifying. time I, the last time I pet the Seahawk, it went flying. That was the time it flew into the crowd on accident and <gasps> landed on some guy's head. Oh no! So now I'm afraid to do it. I'm like, did I get it off its game? Yeah, I, I think you made it through. But you know, this is the difference between the Seahawks players and the actual mascot. Okay, <laughs> not talking about you, Blitz. We love you. Love Blitz. Short memory. Short memory. Short memory. Yeah. You can't change the past. No, you can't. No. You want to hear about a bad beat in fantasy? Yes. So, I mean, you know, in our station league, you know, you and I were like dead last, whatever. No, I'm and, dead last. <laughs> well, I'm second to dead last. But I was in it. So, I'm in another league with a bunch of my buddies. My one buddy, all he needed to make the playoffs was for any one of four teams to lose. It was a real log jam. Okay. And he would have won the tiebreaker because by far the most points of those teams, he was just one game behind them. Sure. So, if he won and any of four teams lost, he was in. Guess what? All four teams won. Of course. <laughs> but then there was even another backdoor way in. Yeah. Uh, another team, the fourth of those matchups was decided last night. If Kyler Murray scored between 8 and 18 points, there's <sighs> just the way it worked, he would have made it. I'm making the most uncomfortable face. And then, of course, he had made. torn the ACL, which obviously bigger concerns than a fantasy league. But <sighs> yeah, and so he and he's the commission. He's like he's like ah, oh, he's all mad. Oh uh, yeah, well I would be mad too. You know those. But you know what? We play for the losers bracket. The winner who wins the losers bracket actually gets to pick their draft position the next year. Neat little twist. I like that. Yeah, usually ends up being number one. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I don't want to pick number one. No, you know what? The last time I picked number one was a Christian McCaffrey injury year. See, and that hasn't happened yet, you know. I yeah. mean that he's I mean he's been he has been snake bit. Yes. The year before that I picked number two and was on Saquon went down for the year. Oh man, God. I never want to pick number one because if I did pick number one this year, I would pick Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. And I mean I think everybody would have. Everyone would have, you know. This is not a, b- a good year for fantasy. I picked Najee Harris because of you. Sorry. And, and he's actually <laughs> playing better lately though. Better lately. I have him in a separate league, which is which is good. Better lately. I just and also side note, if you have any Hawks players or Niners players in this week's matchup and Thursday's matchup, 
I would suggest benching them. <laughs> right. I just don't see a lot of points happening this no, game. You no, know? I mean, I mean see, DK. Well, Tyler, I, I, I would say until the Hawks prove they can stop it, a guy like McCaffrey is going to be a good start at running back. Even a Jeff yeah. Wilson. Yeah. Right? Who's going to get some carries. George Kittle. I've had, you know. Better like Jarek McKinnon's a hot name in the waiver wire. There you go. I don't know if I'm sold on that, though. Like, he had a great. Uh, that's on the Chiefs. Right. But um, I don't know if I'm sold on that. I'm not sold on anyone. On, I'm not sold on anyone right now. As no, as I'm gonna tell you. I made because I'm 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 so jaded because I'm I'm in three leagues and I'm not in the playoffs and any yeah. of them I'm not mad at all. I made right. some savvy pickups earlier in the season. Yeah, like Antonio Gibson ended up on waivers from the Commanders. Picked okay. him up. He's been solid. Yeah. Um, and there's return yardage counted in this league, so that's why. That's important. Yeah. So there's a few guys out there. I'd say. Um, receiver Donovan Peoples Jones has been big for me the last yeah, few weeks. Especially he had a pretty good return uh, last week and yeah. a couple weeks. So he ago. gets and he's getting yeah. decent targets receiving sure and then you have the return yards in there as well right so the last savvy pickup i actually picked in my any of my leagues was geno smith like well, very, like yeah it was pretty good fairly early in the in the in the year too because i was like oh you know why not yeah yeah because honestly all my other quarterbacks have gotten hurt <laughs> right and i mean it's just been a snake bit year for everyone and we're looking at the hawks team i mean we see some teams with just like big stars us out this team is more or less more or less healthy yeah. Which is something that a lot of teams can't say right now, which I think will play for play well for the Hawks in the long run. That they have yeah. almost big key pieces missing. But, I mean, I think it'll help in the long run, definitely. Yeah, I think that that's the – if you want to talk about an issue that needs to be correcting, we talk about the run game to our blue in the face, all that stuff. The number one thing for the Hawks has got to be the health of that team. And there's no, it's uncontrollable, of course. Right. But, but, yeah, it's just – I mean, light some sage, light some candles. <laughs> just kind of do a little seance and just kind of hope for the best because that's <sighs> healthy plays is what I mean uh, maybe is what this season is kind of hinging on at this point maybe yeah. you know I mean especially for everyone yeah so five fifteen kickoff Lumenfield Thursday we have free game live from the football stadium you'll be course. there yeah pregame hang out with Nico on a Thursday yeah, afternoon yeah you know no. what that's one of my favorite things about doing that is like you go on the field you see the big fans like Big Low and Captain Seahawk and you hang out with those guys. You get to look on the field, and um, no matter how many games you've covered at whatever levels, you're like, I'm here on an NFL pregame. Yeah. Where the attention, especially on Thursday's game, where the attention of the entire country is going to be on this field. I mean, this is this is the game of the week, and I mean the game of the year in Seattle. But I mean, this, everyone's be watching this game. Yeah. As a Giants fan, I'm be watching this game because I'm like, you know, what's going? On? What's I mean, how many games can we lose to, <laughs> right, to right, we right. can afford to get in? You know, I mean, they, Commanders fans are watching the same thing. You know, Niners fans travel well after all too. They'll yeah. be in your ear. But I mean, I think Lumen Field will be rocking. I mean, like. This is the type of game that we're going to see the decibel meter come out. I, believe. I think so. Yeah, I mean, this is and maybe a little Niners. beast quake. Oh, I mean. Who does it? Who? Ooh. Ooh. Anyone, really. Somebody. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, it would have to be DK unless, you know, like you think about a run, obviously, when you think about a Beast Quake, of course. Could, yeah. But, yeah. If, like, but you know, I don't. this is not a knock. I don't see that being a Travis Homer, Tony Jones kind of run. Travis Homer from the U, by the way. Yeah, the Pete Carroll loves those U running backs with DJ as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's see how this one goes, man. I think that... Uh, you know what? You got to win for all the reasons we stated and just keep that interest going a little bit longer um, and make these playoffs and get the ultimate flex of making the playoffs and getting a top five pick. That is a, it's, a, it's what we call a double whammy. It's not what we call it. Everyone calls it a double whammy. But I mean, that's a big flex. I mean, especially since coming after this year, at the beginning of this year, 
thinking that the Hawks may have not been, I mean, traded away, you know, franchise quarterback for a bunch of draft picks. People were like, oh, well, that's the season. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's not the season. No. And this is the game to prove it. Right. Hawks by one. I'm telling you guys. I hope you're right, man. I hope I'm right, too, I hope man. I'm wrong. Ugh. Najee, I always love doing this with you, my friend. Nico, it's been fun. We got chairs now. We Yeah, we're sitting in chairs. Before, we, I'd be at my desk. Najee would pull up a stool. Um, my lumbar is supported. We'd be like looking away from each other just to the way the things were facing. <laughs> right. Now I get to look at this handsome guy. Oh. Um, so, yeah, we'll break this all down um, on the other side of the game. Um, we'll revisit next week, the, the week of the big holiday. Najee and I will still be at work. but Yeah, we'll be here. We'll be here. Um, we appreciate you uh, listening. I almost said watching, TV guy. Watching Nico on TV, listening to me and Nico talk about sports. There you go. There we we go. do appreciate all of that, um, especially a lot of the folks I've seen around town this holiday season that have been so nice, including the lady who slammed on her brakes in Target parking lot to say she enjoyed watching Como Sports. We love that. Thank, thank you, lady. Thank you, Target Factoria lady. We love that. Anyhow, have a good one. Go Hawks. We'll see you next week. All right. Bye-bye.